All problems are unsolvable. The essence of the existence of a problem is that there is no solution. Looking for a fact means there is no fact. To think is not to know how to be. This is The Stranger, the podcast of migrants and morally dubious thoughts. To die thus, as once I saw him die, the friend who threw divine thunderbolts and glances into my dark youth. Sportive and profound, a dancer in the battle, the most cheerful among warriors, the gravest among victors, a fate standing upon his fate, hard, reflective, calculating, trembling because he triumphed, rejoicing in that he triumphed dying, commanding while he died, and he commanded that one destroy, to die thus, as once I saw him die, vanquishing, destroying. What is ever interesting about a dilemma that has no solution? Pessoa, which we'll listen to at the beginning, gives us a perspective. It is insolubility that characterizes a problem, and our frustrated bumping into it that represents the proof that we do not know how to live. Aesthetics is what remains of a tangle without solution, as far as the old Greeks are concerned, and that is a defining moment for humanity. They will be placing the enigma at the center of the whole discussion about nature and man, and therefore will discover and encode the beauty of its contemplation in an extraordinary invention called tragedy. The tragic mechanism requires the viewer not to participate in any plot, not to be entangled by the single story of these or that character on the stage, an absurd, a monster, an irredeemable delirium will be shown on stage, man will show himself, and as Sophocles will write in a sublime way, Nothing is more absurd and admirable than men. Many things dread and wonderful, none though more dread than mankind. Voyaging across the white sea's waste, he makes his way, storm-tossed from the south, Closed in by overarching, tumbling waves, he sails the valleys between, and of the gods' oldest-born Mother Earth, everlasting, unwearied, he constantly turns, year in and out, crisscrossing the plow, working the mule in the land. The ancient Greeks almost developed a perversion for the aesthetics of the tragic, the theater of these ancestors of Western culture proceeds through the clash between mutually mute, incommunicable, untranslatable worlds, whose characters stand out as irreducible opposites, the final dynamic of which is ineluctable, the Holocaust, total annihilation. The tragedy is a slide towards the Eschaton, the end in which every man can only burn and vanish in a titanic swirl that, although terrifying, keeps calling him. The ancient Greeks invented civil society as we know it today, and as lazy observers, they also discovered the microscopic aporia that can destroy it. They noted that a community is created if it delineates its borders and agrees to inflict an exclusion. 
a CD exists if it generates at least one foreigner, one stranger, who remaining outside the city limits becomes the other. That is, the one who with his mere miserable existence represents the perennial spark of definitive dissolution, as the chain of misfortunes of the Oedipus family teaches. The conceptual space of the enigma is Thebes. That's where two brothers did what happens in every good-looking family. They slaughtered each other. Eteocles comes out victorious, while Polynices dies in an attempt to attack the city as a traitor. Thus two missions arise between the walls, two wills to affirm history. Creon, the positive law, who will reject Polynices' corpse away from the polis so that no breach can appear in the wall of the law, and Antigone, a young woman whose charisma inflames and overwhelms, ready to make the ultimate sacrifice to ensure to the dead brother what is absolutely necessary for any soul that decides to happen and become true in history. Honor. If you honor one, you insult the other. Neither of those dead men would say that. Eteocles would. His brother was a traitor. Does he merit no greater respect than that? But he was not an animal. They both died together, and they were both men. Yes, and the one died defending his country, while the other traitorously attacked him. The dead have their rights, and we have our duties towards them dictated by common decency. And if good and bad are to be honoured equally, where are our values? Patriotism, duty. Death is another country. Death is another country, Jodie Whittaker, as Hantigoni say, in the stunning London National Theatre reconstruction of Sophocles' masterpiece. Death is another place, another homeland, other laws with other citizens and other foreigners. Creon and Antigone both feel the unbalanced and delusional horror of being foreigners, in the city of Zeus or Hades, of life or death, Thebes or the afterlife, it does not matter, better annihilated than strangers. And now, it's time to change music. Let's change music and have a nice espresso. And let's read the plot of The Law is the Law, a 1958 French-Italian comedy film directed by Christian Jacques, starring Toto as Giuseppe Lapaglia and Fernandel as Ferdinand Pastorelli. In the village of Assola, divided in half by the French-Italian border, the Neapolitan smuggler Giuseppe Lapaglia, Toto, and the French customs officer Ferdinand Pastorelli, Fernandel, play a daily cat-and-mouse game with Ferdinand trying to arrest Giuseppe and Giuseppe trying to smuggle goods under the Ferdinand's nose. Giuseppe gets arrested by Ferdinand and brought it in the Two Borders Hotel, which, as the name suggests, is divided in half by the border. Here Giuseppe, still under custody, discovers that Ferdinand was born to an Italian mother and an unknown father in the very kitchen of the hotel's restaurant. The kitchen is located in the Italian part of the hotel, so Giuseppe argues that Ferdinand is actually Italian and is thus not entitled to act as a French customs officer, making his arrest unlawful. Ferdinand is placed in custody by the Italian police together with his first wife, Antoinette, now married to Giuseppe, because under Italian law, which does not allow for divorce, they are still married and Antoinette is therefore a bigamist. Ferdinand is kept in prison because having served in the war for the French, for the Italians he is a deserter. 
Being no longer Italian, he is escorted to the border to be sent back to France, but is blocked there by the head of the local gendarmerie because he is undocumented and cannot enter in the country. Ferdinand has now become both homeless and stateless. In the end, Donadier will confess that he modified the border on the label of the wines to make his motel more attractive to tourists. The film ends as it started, with Ferdinand once again chasing Giuseppe, only stopping to address the audience to recognize that even if he knows he owes him gratitude, he cannot simply let Giuseppe go scot-free, because in the end, the law is the law. Io non so perché mai arrestato. Sì, per fraude. No, per vendetta. Non mi hai mai perdonato di aver sposato la tua prima moglie. Ah, oh, questa sì che è bella. Il signorino crede che siccome ha sposato la mia prima moglie, adesso è in diritto di fare il contrabbando impunemente. Sarebbe troppo facile. Il sentimento è il sentimento me. La legge è legge. Oh, Ferdia. La paglia, a.k.a. Totò, does not oppose any will to the natural becoming of things. It has no history. The law is the law is circular in the title as well as in the course of the film. It is born with the border and with the border it will close. The chaos of what will unfold during the thief and gendarme events will not eventually affect the passage of time. Asking whether a border is right or not is almost irrelevant as well as silly. Toto allows himself to be inhabited by the frontier rather than inhabiting it. He takes the shape of what surrounds him. He has no desire to give shape. Considering his attitude exclusively as a consequence of his own cordis would be an oversimplification. La Paglia risks jail every day of the paths of the smugglers, and he can do it while almost subsuming both Antigone and Creon, because he is the paradox, an entity that cannot be defined except through a ring of meanings that has no meaning. Ma guardate un po', un poveraccio che lavora tutto il santo giorno onestamente per cercare di frodare la legge, viene a casa e che cosa trova da mangiare? Uno scheletro di pesce. La Paglia bears the weight of contradiction and of the enigma itself, because he's supported by the paradox whose structure is ironic. Totos sidesteps the final catharsis that Sophocles shows in his tragedy through the detachment of a smile, which is not a mockery, surely not a judgment, or a trivial and cynical make fun of someone else. La Paglia will never make fun of Pastorelli. He's just teaching through a smile a very profound idea that reality is irrational and men and women need to be strengthened to avoid believing it. Ragioniamo. Eh? Quando eri francese, hai combattuto per la Francia. Naturalmente. Boh! Adesso che sei italiano, ti senti disonorato per non aver combattuto per l'Italia? Sì. Boh! Allora, se si scoprisse che tu sei turco, ti sentiresti disonorato per non aver combattuto per la Turchia? Sì. Ma voilà! La Paglia smiles against all messianisms, sums up and laughs at both Antigone and Creon, because he, a thief who honestly works to cheat the state and government, is a stranger to himself. He has abdicated the role of the one who seeks meanings and lets himself be carried away by the slow tide of what is simply happening. It may be a coincidence, but Antigone will die by hanging herself. Pastorelli will be about to hang himself, but will be saved by La Paglia, a smuggler. Desire in 
battle unconquered, desire besetting the fortunes of man, keeping sweet vigil on youth's downy cheek, sweeping over the sea and the dwellings of men in the wild, not one of the gods, nor any of men, ephemeral things can elude you, a passion to drive a man mad, perverting the minds of even right-minded men to corruption, confusion and strife you rouse here between men who are kin, desire, springing clear from the eyes of the beautiful bride is victorious, a power enthroned beside natural law, while Aphrodite always wins and works her arbitrary will. This is The Stranger, the podcast of migrants and morally dubious thoughts.